Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller, this is a Pro Wrestling Show number 220. How the hell have we got to number 220? First and foremost, welcome to everybody watching me live on YouTube right now. Remember, if you are a podcast listener, you're going to get some special episodes here and there. But if you can, head over to YouTube.com, search my name, Simon Miller, and give me a subscribe on YouTube. And if you are live here right now, give me a subscribe as well. That's what YouTube's all about. You subscribe, a number goes up, and everybody is happy. Like the video, share the video on Instagram and Twitter, at Simon316. All of my personal projects, especially this podcast, sponsored by, well, sponsored by pinsandknuckles.com. They help me out with my wrestling merchandise, so check them out at pinsandknuckles.com or pinsandknucklesmerch.com if you would like to check out some exclusive Simon Miller t-shirts. More of my wrestling merchandise at Big Cartel, simonmiller.pigcartel.com, but more importantly than that, patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. There is a description below, or you can just type it straight into your uh, your google browser whatever even if you could spare a dollar that would be great but for certain amounts of money you can put in you can get a t-shirt you can get a personalized message you can get a postcard you can come on the podcast loads of stuff in there please do check it out i really do mean it as well even a single dollar allows me to free up time to do more podcasts and if you are live on youtube right now and you want to get involved in the conversation use a super chat little dollar sign in the chat box you can see it right there you can ask anything you want you can say anything you want you can disagree with me i promise 100 to read out or answer any question that goes into the super chat. So, right, here we are, sat around about 48 hours removed, a bit less than that, from the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, and the fallout is still massive, which is why I decided, screw it, let's just talk about it today as well. Nothing really happened on Raw. Uh, well, actually, no, it's what didn't happen on Raw that made me realize <laughs> that this isn't going away for a while, right? And it, if you watch Raw and you wanted to know what the fallout between Seth Rollins and The Fiend Bray Wyatt was going to be, well, we still sat here at 1.15 BST UK time, whatever time it is near you, and we still have absolutely no idea what the fallout between Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins is going to be because WWE has decided to just stay quiet about it. Uh, now, the, like I say, usually around 2 p.m. On, on a Tuesday, we do ups and downs for Raw. I had a massive swallow well, late today as well. They usually do the podcast before that. I had a massive audio problem earlier. Um, basically, my audio corrupted. I had to redo ups and downs, which is always the worst thing that can happen. So it's not going to be live about 2 p.m., but make sure you do keep an eye on what culture resting throughout the day. Check out ups and downs where we get into this. But WWE just decided not to mention it. Not to mention it. That would be like me coming on here right now, having like I don't know, some kind of massive wound on my face, like something really grotesque and horrible. And every comment going, Simon, what's in your face? What's in your face? And me being well aware that something's on my face, but just going, if I don't talk about it, maybe everybody will just forget. But you won't, because the thing that's staring you right in the face is my, uh, you know, my grotesque wound. And that is essentially what happened. On Raw, we, just, we had one little promo package, and then Vic Joseph, uh, Vic Joseph went, uh, what did he say? He said something like, oof. Can't believe what happened at that match. And Jerry Lawler went, yeah, right. And then we just started talking about Tyson Fury. It was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, I guess it's good in a way because at least it shows that WWE are aware that it didn't necessarily go to plan. But still, it's, it's an absolutely crazy situation. 
Uh, let's start here with Undead FB Goo in the super chat who just says, Simon, what did WWE do to the Fiend? And then three crying emojis. Three crying emojis, WWE. Look what you did to Undead. That's not cool. Let's start there. That's a great, that's a great jumping on point. I don't really know. If you watch any of my videos, be it here on my own channel, my podcast, or my show, whatever, or my What Culture stuff, you will have known that I was quite passionate about making sure that Bray Wyatt won this match. As we found out, a lot of people were also very passionate about it. And I just think that it, sometimes it just baffles me. Like, I'm a super positive dude. I get a lot of hate for that online, the irony, which is not lost on me. But I always like to take the good out of something because I watch wrestling to be entertained. And there's nothing wrong if you're not entertained by it. There's nothing wrong if you watch it just to moan about it. That is very cool. It really, really is. Like, as long as you're getting whatever it is you want to get out of that and you're not dragging other people down, that's where the issues come in, then good for you. You do you, do you man. That's all that matters. And if you like that main event, hell yeah, man. I respect you even more. Because no some people go, oh, well, it's a bad... Whatever. You do you, like I say. However... My point is this. The last six months, there's been this incredibly organic and natural build that have turned Bray Wyatt, the fiend Bray Wyatt, sorry, official name, into this incredible... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just this... Something that's bigger than I think many of us thought it would be when it started out. Like, we first saw that Firefly Funhouse, and we were all like... Okay, that's weird. I don't really get what's going on. But Bray Wyatt had a plan. We invested in some long-term storytelling. And now we sit here on the 8th of October, 2000. Well, let's go back a few days. The 6th of October, 2019. And we, okay, maybe a bit early. But still, we'd been putting that, we'd put, well, WWE had put themselves in a position where we were going to do Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend for the universe. <laughs> Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend. Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. There was some hoo-ha beforehand when the official WWE Twitter account put out, how do you think the finish will be? And it was pinfall submission or DQ. And everyone was like, well, get rid of that last one because that doesn't happen in Hell in a Cell. And as I'm sure you know by now, what happened is that Seth Rollins put a ladder. I think it was a ladder. I can't remember now. I think it was a ladder on Bray's face. And then he got a toolbox and he hit him. And then he eventually just, you know, got, got a, a sledgehammer and he smashed him in the face. As we know, there is now a secret rule when it comes to Hell in a Cell matches that if you do that, you will get... Well, it, it, we all thought it was a DQ. The uh, word coming out of WWE HQ is actually that this was thrown out. The match was thrown out by the referee who has far more powers than I ever realized he had. And just to give you an idea of this, my man Stan says, why WWE, why? This was not hard to book. That's what we're going to talk about in a sec. Uh, Bo Gantz also thrown some money in the Super Chat. Thank you, Bo Gantz. I appreciate it. But David Ayers said, the finish of Hell in a Cell. Oh, I've just read it. <laughs> David said, the finish of Hell in a Cell made me more excited for AEW. I misread that at first. But I think, I mean, Stan and David have hit the, have the nail on the head there. We'll start with Stan's point. It wasn't hard to book. And that's what I mean by about this organic and this natural build. It was quite clear that everybody was behind Bray Wyatt, that they were quite fascinated by this character. And also over the last few weeks, for whatever reasons, we don't need to worry about it too much. Seth Rollins has kind of fallen off his mantle a little bit. He doesn't feel like this red hot baby face that he certainly had maybe at WrestleMania. That happens in wrestling all of the time. But the best thing to do is to take a step back and sort of survey the situation you have, look at the environment and go, okay, well, what is the best thing to do here? And I can't in any world come up with a, 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 a scenario or a pitch where you would go, well, let's have Seth Rollins win the match by, you know, vicarious means and that will be okay because that just makes Seth Rollins look like a wuss. It does. Like, he didn't beat him properly. He was just, you know, he kind of like fluked his way to a win or, or however you want to put it. 
And for Bray Wyatt the Fiend, it just takes him right back to what he was before. Really cool character, really great promos, really great vignettes, absolutely fascinating, captivating, uh, you know, spectacular. But then when push comes to shove, he can't do anything. And talking about the match itself, I know a lot of people that didn't like the red tint, they didn't like the fact he was getting up at one or kicking out of all of these moves. I actually think in retrospect, all of that would have been fine had Bray Wyatt won. Now, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. So I actually quite enjoyed the red tint. I know it looked awful if you were there. I totally understand. But it reminded me of Kane. So I'm going there on my little 1997 trip and I'm feeling like I'm a little kid again, right? That's why I enjoyed it. And when he kicks out one after a move... I loved it because I was like, wow, this guy, I, I, honestly, I think the whole thing, the whole presentation zapped me back to being eight years old, where I could suspend my disbelief, even though what I'm seeing is absolute nonsense, really. But that was fine because I was like, oh, he's got supernatural powers and he can't stay down and he loves the pain. All this stuff that, you know, wrestling says all the time. I did think there was way too many curb stomps. You know, wrestling is about finding your limit and getting that reaction from the crowd and knowing when to give and when to take. And I think we kind of took a little bit too much. But still, the fact he kicked out of one, yeah, it makes the finisher look crap. But the problem there is that WWE does that all the time. If we had just, you know, focused it on this one match, I think you probably could have gotten away with it to a certain extent. But all of that falls apart and all, the whole focus just goes to, well, Bray Wyatt didn't win when all was said and done. Let's go through some of the comments because I know a lot of people are, some of the Super Chats, I should say. And, and actually, no, before we leave, David's point as well and Super Chat as well. Thank you, David. Uh, you know, saying, this is the other thing I don't understand. You could see, even I could feel it, just some idiot, some bald asshole here in the UK. I could feel the swell of support for Bray Wyatt. And with AEW breathing down WWE's necks, a little bit, not a lot. I know there's still a huge chasm there. But when it comes to NXT AEW, the, the signs are in place. Why wouldn't you just do something different? And why wouldn't you really go, well, let's give the fans something they definitely want, even if Bray Wyatt lost the belt in a month? Like, I don't think that's the way to do it. But at least you could have surveyed the situation again and gone, oh, it's working or oh, it's not working. Uh, Lanaya in the super chat, always supporting, always appreciate Lanaya, who says, where does Seth go after this? Is his character able to be saved and his bad tweeting from earlier this year that turned folks off to him? Well, that, that's the other thing as well. Like, a lot of people have said, oh, the fiend is ruined, the fiend is broken. And I actually think you could rehab him quite quickly because it's like the Daniel Bryan situation. People will love him even more because they feel like he got screwed as opposed to lost a wrestling match. But Seth Rollins is the real casualty in this because Seth Rollins... Like, yeah, like Lana said, has already kind of hit a little bit of a wall, as we've already talked about. And he will now be positioned as Roman Reigns 2016, right? We don't like what you did with other characters. Roman Reigns was the guy that you pushed in the way. Not Roman Reigns' fault at all. Much like Seth here, just doing his job. And then we back, and then there's a backlash. And which is, it's a crazy way to watch wrestling in 2019. But that's where we've ended up. That's what we've done. That's how fans react. We react to management. And we do that by focusing on the guy with, that got in the way, and we stab him with pitchforks. And that's honestly why Seth Rollins was kept off Raw. Let's just be honest with ourselves. They probably thought if we send him out there, he is going to be booed to tears. And we don't want right that now. That's not, and it's a smart move. It really is. Like if you're, in, if you're doing damage control, as ludicrous as it was from a storyline point of view, I think you probably did have to do it. But we shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. That is my point. So Lenaya is absolutely right. What we do now, I think you've got to turn Seth Rollins heel. I don't think they will, but I think looking at the lay of the land, unless we somehow manage to move past this really quickly or rehab it, I think you've got to turn Seth Rollins heel. I don't think he has much upside as a babyface. Uh, yeah, with all the tweeting stuff, I think he's already come across that way. I don't think we have a choice. Uh, Undead FB Goon Super Chat says WWE broke Adam Wilborn. Of course, what culture is Adam Wilborn? He did. Adam Wilborn is like me. Adam Wilborn will get excited about the, the littlest things in a good way. 
But even he just gave a massive face palm during the What Culture Live reactions on Hell in a Cell. Go check that out now. It's actually very, it's quite, I tell you what, the silver lining to all of this is when we do have these explosions of rage. Rage is a bit much, but you know what I mean. I love how the wrestling community comes together. I love how videos will do well. I love how people just want to talk about it. That truly is the silver lining. It really, it creates amazing discussion. It's a shame that some people go too far and crap over other people, but that's just the internet. That's not specific to wrestling. But um, yeah, that is my favorite thing about it. I love it. Uh, Sean Gilhorn in Super Chat says, FWWE, that is all. Again, you know, it's hard to... Even if I wasn't up and downing and all of that, I don't think I'd ever not watch Raw. I'd probably watch it more sporadically than I do now if I didn't feel like I was in the mood. But I don't think they could ever book anything so bad like that. If it was offensive, I would. But I don't think they could any book anything that I'd actually properly stop watching. However, I'm completely um, sympathetic to those people that are now like, what's the point? Because you invest in this stuff. And you invest in The Fiend. And I presume a lot of people expect to, if we are going to do a universal title match so, so quickly for a guy that we consider to be the rising star in the company, it's probably because WWE have seen what we have seen. And now we want to crown him as our champion because what a pat on the back Barry Horowitz that is. And we didn't. We just did it because I think on paper it sounded good, but we didn't actually have a way to get out of it. And wrestling is really simple like that. You don't have to book it. You control it. So if you don't have an out for that match, don't do it. And the best that I, and I, I wanted Bray Wyatt to win the title and hold it for a year. I really did. However, if you had even done something like The Undertaker appears, I know that Hell in a Cell is getting ridiculous for interferences, but The Undertaker appears. And then we do Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt Survivor Series. Well, that's cool. That would get people excited. Or honestly, I think this would have been a better finish. I don't agree with it. Have Seth Rollins win. If Seth Rollins is really your guy and you are Roman Reigning him and you want him to be a strong universal champion, just have him win. I think it would be ridiculous, but it's far better than introducing a disqualification or a throwout. For, and why was the referee saying to Seth Rollins, this is not you, Seth. You don't know him. Also, this guy on the floor, Bray Wyatt was on the floor at the time, he's serial killer. Basically, he's serial killer. You've you got to do whatever it takes. Matthew Bailey in the super chat said, if they didn't know what to do for the finish, why would they backbook the match in the first place? To me, the DQ in Hell in a Cell is WCW levels of bad. Matthew, you are right, but I, 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 the only thing I will deflect is the WCW thing. Just because what w, WCW would have done is they would have just had a commentator tell you that what you were watching was storyline and fake. So you shouldn't worry about it. And that to me is the big disconnect. Don't get me wrong, it's headed in that direction. But the Buff Bagwell story is the one I always told. When the storyline was that he was being pushed, all storyline, he was being pushed, and then he went out and didn't play ball in a match because management had told him he had to lose. And that was storyline. That was the storyline. That's but, but you are right, though. It's not... I just think, who was this for? That Who was this for? Who was ever going to enjoy... We'll call it a DQ. Who was ever going to enjoy a DQ finish in a Hell in a Cell match? And also, we could start saying, have we now destroyed that concept entirely because last year we had a no contest between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns because Brock Lesnar came out but that had the surprise element so not great but not as bad but now to me Hell in a Cell is just like huh especially because the first match which is such a shame it's been buried Sasha Banks versus Bailey Bailey Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch was awesome really good in, in, um, ingenious smart innovative Hell in a Cell match which is pretty good given they've been around for 22 years you know, put over hard that anything goes in Hell in a Cell. And then three hours later, oh, anything goes except for the ladder toolbox sledgehammer combination to the face. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, Aaron, oh, no, sorry, Aaron. Yours just vanished. Aaron in Super Chat says, was this Vince's famous last minute booking? Well, there's a lot of rumors out there. I've tried to extrapolate as many as I could. What I have figured out, again, they're rumors. So you have to put a big asterisk next to it. It doesn't sound like it was solely a Vince McMahon decision. It, obviously, everything gets greenlit by him, but it sounds like a lot of people thought this was a good idea. A lot of people were on board. And then when they saw the reaction, they were like, ah, oh, flip, we screwed this up. So at least they had some sense of awareness. I don't believe these rumors that Vince laughed off the reaction. He's, you don't stay in business and as are successful as him. He just wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And again, the fact if he had laughed off the reaction, he would have sent out Seth Rollins onto Raw. I think they're aware. How they're going to do deal with it, I don't know. Andy in the super chat says, I was expecting The Fiend to do a mandible claw with a kendo stick as the finish when Rollins pulled them out. I mean, that would have been great, right? That would have been fantastic. That would have worked. Even if Seth had taken the majority of the match, it wouldn't matter. We'd probably debate it and go, I would have taken a squash match. I don't know how people feel about that. I would have taken a five-minute squash. We kind of did what we did. But ultimately, yeah, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt wins. I think um, there's, a, there's a sister Abigail at some point in their match around about six minutes after one curb stomped. Obviously, Bray Wyatt kicked out one. I would have had that as the finish. I think Bray Wyatt, a lot of people disagree with this. I think Bray Wyatt as Universal Champion is fantastic because it just creates such a new atmosphere and a new aura for WWE. This really weird guy on top of the world backed up everything that he said. Because that's, that's one of my big criticisms with all of wrestling. If you have some kind of turn, be it heel or face or crazy person, you then have to justify that turn by having at least a little bit of success. It was Shinsuke Nakamura's problem when he went heel. He became a bad guy, but it didn't benefit him at all. He didn't win the world championship. AJ Styles still bested him. So you're like, that was stupid. You know, you weren't able to capitalize on that. And that's why I think with The Fiend, we should have gone all in with him. Maybe you could have waited a little bit longer, but we didn't. So that's an irrelevant conversation. But then we could have gone, wow, you know, Bray Wyatt came back. He reinvented himself. And now it's worked. He's the universal champion. Who's going to beat him? You could either have done another match with Seth Rollins. Maybe this time Seth Rollins gets a little bit closer, but ultimately he just can't do it. Then you can separate Seth off. And hey, if you want to get to WrestleMania and do Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins finally wins, get it. That's what a, heel's jo a heel job is. I just do not understand who this was for. That's my big question. I'm not upset. Some people are so upset about it. And again, more power to you. I respect it. I laugh it off. Again, I can't enjoy that we can come on here now and have this big conversation. But it's still illogical to my brain. Uh, Josh Davis in Super Chat says, was all this to get Rollins Lesnar a Survivor Series? Oh, I really hope not, Josh. I mean, I was a bit worried. I mean, again, we'll, we'll talk about Raw in a second. Um, but my... Um, my my big my my big worry or takeaway from Raw was that we were teasing Charlotte versus Becky again. Now I don't want to see that just because I've seen it so much and I like to keep these things apart. But if we get to Survivor Series and do Raw versus SmackDown, we've only just done the draft again, and we don't need to see Rollins versus Lesnar again. I hope not. I hope I don't know, man. I'd love to tell you. I I haven't got an answer for you. Uh, right, I have to go really slowly through the chat because I want the, the, the Phil. Oh, it's my man. The Phil. I can never pronounce your username, dude. The Phil the Legend says The Fiend didn't win because Fox want him on SmackDown. I mean, look, you could be right, but then don't book the title match <laughs> or somehow come up with an angle to take the title off the line so that The Fiend can just win. I totally get what you're saying, and you're probably correct, but there are ways and means. You know, there are, if something changes and you know, oh, we've got all this momentum with the character, we don't want to lose that. Double back round. You have the power. You are. You create the madness. Uh, Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat says, always supporting, always appreciate Undead. Thank you so much. Did Seth let The Fiend in? 
Uh, he's the only picture in the funhouse that has devil horns. Granted, could have done it without a title match. Well, I think that's the thing, right? That's the thing. We have so many unanswered questions. And WWE also does. Again, why, that's why The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and <laughs> I love saying it like that. It's so facetious. And Seth Rollins weren't on Raw. They don't have an answer. And they don't know how to balance this out. Which is nuts. It's, it's a really crazy situation. Like It's created an incredible um conversation that we're having now and people still want to have it on tuesday which is amazing two days after after the fact but i think it's because we do have all these questions and nobody really knows why and would we be would wwe be worse off right now if seth rollins wasn't the universal champion i don't think so i think it would have made any bit any bit of a difference i think he carries himself what well, he can he has the potential to carry himself in a way and i think it's the same for bray bray doesn't need the championship but we were in a position where i think he needed to justify his crazy persona and now it just feels to me like a guy that makes children's TV shows and puts a mask on. That sucks. Uh, Sean Gihon in Super Chat says, also, what the fuck is up with Ruru, Lana, and Lashley? We'll get there, Sean. We'll get there. Don't worry. I want to get the Bray Wyatt's done stuff first, and then we'll, then we'll go back to it, Sean. Uh, Lanai gets in there. Complete, complete. She nails it um, in the Super Chat. This chat is group therapy. Thanks to all the great questions from folks. We could all exhale together. That's it. And that's why I love it when this stuff happened. The last one was probably when Brock beat Braun at uh, Crown Jewel or whatever the hell the Saudi Arabia show was called. It's amazing how all wrestling fans come together and there's this real uh, outpouring. Um, but it, it does create interesting debate and interesting discussion too. I know a few people did enjoy the main event and they think this kind of apes... Uh, I think the, the only issue I have with this... I, I like the theory. They say apes a serial killer storyline. I don't think it does. There's no serial killer storyline I've seen that when the serial killer goes to kill their first victim, they fail. Like if I'd watch Halloween or Jason or Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean, there's like Scream. If I watch any of those and the guy goes to kill someone and fails, I'd be like, what crap serial killer? You have to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But you have to justify your character within those opening few moments in a film. We can take longer with wrestling because it's week by week. But you have to let people know what your character is all about. And Bray Wyatt did that an amazing, amazing job of that when he was left to his own devices with promos and vignettes and whatever else you want to call it. And sure, you can argue, yes, but Simon, he got that with Finn Balor and he got it with Jerry the King Lawner and so on and so forth. But this is like the main character that had to be killed off. Most or at least brave horror films will always kill off a main character, or at least a peripheral character. And I feel like this was this part of the movie. I don't think it was the end of the movie. I felt like this was the start of the, of, of the, of the flick. And then, you know, somehow, I, this, my analogy falls apart here, but eventually Seth Rollins comes back from the dead and wins. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. But also, Seth Rollins wouldn't be murdered in, in, in real life. Unlike Tyson Fury, of course, who is going to be married, uh, married soon, because Braun Strowman said on all that he will literally eat him. Literally. Uh, Alan Jack Morris in the Super Chat says, Hey, Simon, love you and your content. Hope you're having a good day. Thank you, Alan. I always appreciate comments like that. It's very humbling and just nice all round. Uh, thanks, my man. I am. And thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting me. I love having you on board. I love having you all on you on board. But obviously, Alan in the Super Chat, he gets um, he gets special love. Chicken Salad, also a good supporter of the of, in the Super Chat. Uh, it takes a real genius to ruin a good idea. I'm going to enjoy a little bit of the bubbly. The AEW tie-in is, uh, fair play to Matt Jackson, who, like, during that backlash, just tweeted, like, AEW, live on Wednesday nights. I thought, oh, man, wrestling is so much fun. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to drive people to AEW. I actually think sometimes controversial situations like this mean people watch WWE even more. Like Lanaya said, there's this... Uh, 
it's outpouring now. We'll find out when the ratings come out, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it, it, it was a result of this. Uh, but no, I do get it. I do think there will be a portion of people that just go, screw it. And they won't watch WWE for a while, especially when you have this shiny alternative that still feels new, right? It's like when you get a Christmas present. It's like when you get a new phone. I, don't, I do this all the time. You get a brand new phone, you upgrade, and you're like, oh, I'm going to treat this like a baby. My phone's right here. And you walk it around, and you're like this. You're like, oh, and you put it down. Then in a week, you're chucking it on your bed. Because you get used to it. And that's what AEW is right now. You, you've wrapped it in cotton wool. The cotton wool will come off. But the fact that WWE didn't even wait for that to happen. Oh, man, I tell you. Absolutely crazy. Uh, oh, Aldous, there you are. Aldous Tyler says, this just shows why there's such a demand for AEW. I think that's a really good, interesting way to put it. You're right, because I don't, I mean, we don't know. I'm going off speculation here and my gut feeling. But I don't believe that AEW would have booked an angle like that. You're right. I think if... Bray Wyatt was in their company and they looked at the fans and they heard the fans. And they thought, oh, wow, there's something here. Yes, I think they probably would have just pulled the trigger on it. They seem a little bit more astute in that sense. Whereas when it comes to WWE, maybe there's a bit more arrogance is the wrong word, but stubbornness. Which I understand too, because they've been running a business for 50 years or whatever it is, probably longer. So I, I, I kind of understand that, but it was a misfire. And I don't think that's um, a negative spin on it. I kind of think that's a, a statement of fact, because... You know, if the powers that be are also giving us that evidence again on Raw by not highlighting who was on that show, that you know the two most important people people went on that show, um, I think there's evidence there to uh, to say that's fair. Rob Bunce, my man, great question from Rob in the super chat. Hey Simon, who would you book the Fiend against next? Do you know what man? I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. I guess. I mean, the Undertaker thing would have been cool, but they're not going to do that because that would have been the time to to, to uh, green light that. I mean, I guess you do a rematch with Seth Rollins. Maybe you just do massive rehab and you let Bray kill him. And at least we got to where we should have been to begin with. Outside of that, I don't know. I know when Raw went off air, he attacked Cesaro. But I think that was just for the live fans. You know, put a smile on their face, which they should have done. Get to see this character people are excited about. But I really have no idea, man. I mean, who does he fight? The Miz? Elias, Drew McIntyre. What the hell is Drew McIntyre? Drew McIntyre. And let's say he beats them. Does it, is it the same? No. And then is there like a knock-on effect from what happened at Hell in a Cell? Probably. It's a great, you know, let me know. Let, who did you book the Fiend against? I don't have an answer. I really, really don't. Pothead Joe in the Super Chat said, did you see that WWE tweeted and advertised a Fiend versus Rollins rematch then deleted it for Survivor Series? I did see that. Uh, I don't know what that means. Usually those things are a no smoke without fire situation, which probably means that they were meant to do it or they are going to do it at Survivor Series. But they announced it too early because we still got to get through. There's two pay-per-views, is there not? Don't we have TLC and Crown Jewel? When is TLC? Sorry, my camera will wiggle. And it always does. I notice this when I watch it back. I think TLC is first. Man, there's too many pay-per-views these days. No, TLC is the 15th of December. Ignore me. That's miles away. Okay, so we've got to get through Crown Jewel. Um, maybe we do do it there then. But yeah, no, I did see that. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of anything with these two guys at the moment. I don't know what the plan is. I thought there was a nice, simple plan. And I thought we could have had a really interesting Raw with Bray Wyatt doing crazy Firefly Fun Houses and Seth Rollins not knowing what to do. Uh, Crypt to see in the Super Chat says, Seth was the final girl in horror movies. Yeah, he was. He was and he got away. Because you know, back in the day, the final girl would always get away in horror movies, which meant it was a, a six-month movie, which is like an hour, a, a six-month build, which is the equivalent in my head of like an hour movie. And we, we should have gone longer than that. 
Also, why didn't we just have the four matches on, you know, on that Sunday, WWE just started announcing matches here, there, and everywhere. I think they should have announced one more match, the Kabuki Warriors, because they wanted to make them champions, and had like a takeover-type card, two hours. You probably can't do that because of pay-per-view contracts, and there's probably an allotted time you have to fill. I think people would have been much more receptive to that pay-per-view if we had just done those five matches. Yeah. Who even knows anymore? Uh, where am I going? I'm going to Eddie Webb in the Super Chat who says, could Alistair Black be just as good as The Fiend? Well, I think he already is, isn't he? In his own special way. The difference there is that Alistair Black has a stop-start push, whereas um, the, the Bray Wyatt's has been constant. But no, I think that he's, um, I think he's brilliant, Alistair Black. And I think it's a real good sign that he was featured on Raw because Paul Heyman's a big fan of him. You'd have to guess it's to get him to move to Mondays in the draft I would assume I don't know and then yes I think he has a huge upside I like Alistair Black a lot you could do Alistair Black versus Bray White but again don't <laughs> for reasons we don't know Undead FB Good in the Super Chat says Bray is back to cryptic tweeting yeah he is talking about revenge and I see you honestly not trying to be negative just my natural reaction go and look at Bray White's Twitter feed if you haven't already uh, if you've looked at it before and hands up I'm gonna put my hand up hands up if when you look at it today or yesterday, you're a bit like, meh, because I was. So what does that mean? Cryptic tweet all you want, dude. doesn't mean anything. It's empty. Spray wire again. Sucks so bad. Uh, Michael Kennedy <laughs> in the Super Chat said, I love the refund, the refund chant at Hell in a Cell. I mean, the backlash afterwards is, yeah, we haven't talked about was, I mean, it's unbelievable. It was absolutely unreal. Like, it was a proper throw throw trash in the ring kind of situation we had a w chance we had give us a refund chance we had a restart the match chance you kind of think sometimes maybe in someone should just call an audible and go restart the match restart the match and then bray wyatt just wins why bray wyatt you know, was being attended to by medical professionals as well i, I will never understand that was the, there's so many odd so many odd decisions so many odd decisions like imagine again in a in a in, we'll use a serial killer movie imagine again the serial killer gets pushed out of a window, right? Falls two stories. You wouldn't then ring the ambulance and the paramedics and see them tending. I'm sure there is a movie that's done that. But that's not what I want to see. I want the camera to cut away. And when the camera cuts back, he's gone or she's gone. You're like, where did they go? Where did they go? That's what I want. I want mystery. I want mystique. Don't treat them like a normal human being. And you can say the character's over the top and silly. Yes, it is. But you've already made that decision three, four months ago. If you think Bray Wyatt the Fiend is stupid... You still have to treat it as stupid. You just have to buy in. I like buying into spookiness. Right, let's not forget in what, 1994, The Undertaker got beaten up by a bunch of people, pushed into a coffin. The coffin exploded and he floated up to the skies. <laughs> let's never forget that. It's nothing new. WWE and wrestling has been doing it uh, doing it for a while. Uh, right, continue to let me know what you think about the Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins stuff in the chat, uh, in the super chat too. Thanks for all the super chats so far. Always appreciate it. Again, any money that goes in comes out the other side and I put it back into the into the uh into the pot the the podcast pot whatever and if you are watching right now uh, on youtube please do give my channel a subscribe and do remember this the podcast is sponsored by pins and knuckles who helped me out with merchandise so i appreciate them uh, appreciate them too and patreon.com forward slash simon 316 that's how i'm able to do it fund all my personal projects uh, right so we do have to um talk about yes yeah, somebody asked about the rusev lana and bobby lashley thing it's difficult because this is what many people have been asking for, which may raise a few eyebrows, but it's true. So many people have said, you want to go back to the Attitude Era. Here it is. <laughs> this is Attitude Era storytelling. Affairs and scandals 
and adultery, all that kind of stuff. That's what we used to do all the time. Vince Russo loved that stuff. And I was having this conversation at a wrestling show the other day. Shout out to Discovery Wrestling. Uh, I was there this weekend uh, up in Scotland for their fifth anniversary show. Had a wonderful time um, halfway through a show. So if anyone listens to this, they won't find it. Breaking kayfabe. Got to play heel for the first time. Absolutely brilliant. Loved every second of it. But we were having this conversation. Um, this, you know, you watch the Attitude Era back now, late 90s. Some of it's unwatchable. It's, it's rubbish. And if it wasn't for Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, I don't know what they would have done. You know, um, it was good that everybody had a story, but a lot of it was cringeworthy, to say the least. And we've gone back to it. I, it's difficult because I, I like the start of Raw. I like the interruption. I thought it was a fan getting beaten up in the ring at first. I was like, oh, no, it's Rusev. That was cool. Kind of made it feel a bit like car crash TV. But then everything else is so corny. So we cut back to Bobby Lashley, who's in Rusev's house. Then Lana appears. Lana has soft porn music playing in the background. like, And you're like, well, why? who's playing the music? I thought this was just meant to be a feed from someone's house. Did Bobby Lashley just go and start playing it? Like, it makes no sense. And then they bang. I mean, that's what we, we don't see that, but that's what we're meant to believe. Who is filming this and who is broadcasting it onto TV? Now, the good thing about it was is that Ro, uh, Rollins, uh, Rollins, Rusev then beat up Randy Orton and Baron Corbin. That was really important because sometimes WWE leaves people in those situations laying like a chump as well. And you're like, right, so your wife's cheating on you. This guy screwed you over and now you can't even win a fight. At least Rusev went crazy. I don't, I'm not saying, I don't know. I need to see where it's going to go first before I can make a real judgment on it. But, you know, if you wanted to come back to Attitude Era, this is it. This is what they used to do. 90% of all Attitude Era storylines were like this. I don't particularly care for it. Uh, I don't think it does Rusev any favors. And if you've watched any of my stuff, you know I'm a huge fan. But again, maybe it ends with Rusev destroying Bobby Lashley. And then I'm like, okay, we've kind of set up a, a, a platform for him. It is a bit weird because we have these interlocking storylines because you've got everything with Team Hogan and Team Flair. Rusev's on Team Hogan. But then he's got wife problems. Also, how the hell did Lana get access to their joint account? Isn't that fraud? To close a joint account, don't you both need like both people's signatures? I, mean, I don't know. I don't have a joint account, but I would assume uh, <laughs> I would assume that may that may be the case. Uh, and all the Braun Strowman, Tyson Fury stuff on Raw as well. It did. I, I, if you were expecting anything else, you probably you know walked down the wrong path. I thought it was good. Yes, Tyson Fury's work punches were hilarious, but I don't blame him. He's never pro-wrestled in his life. And if he hits you for real, you'll die. So he has to take some precautions. I like the pull-apart brawl. Maybe it went on a bit too long. I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought, I thought that Tyson Fury took a lot more uh, sort of physical violence than I, uh, I expected him to. So, I, I, you know, Raw was okay. When I say Raw was okay. Raw just felt so... Raw felt like a rehab show. Like It felt like they threw a load, bunch of plans out the window because they knew it was going to backfire because of Seth Rollins and Bray. It just felt a little bit... It's one of those shows that you could just never watch and it wouldn't have mattered. It had some good stuff on it, but ultimately it's a YouTube show. And it's such a shame given the week that we had last week. Like SmackDown was great, Raw was great, AEW created this sort of spark and NXT is always good. It was a shame. Sean Gilhorn in the Super Chat says, In the last draft, they don't want to have uh, couples, i.e. Seth and Becky... Sorry, Seth, Becky, Charlotte, Andrade on the same brand. Do you think this will hold in the week's draft? I don't think they're going to break them up. They don't want that kind of PR, and it would it would backlash them. I think Seth and Becky will be on the same brand, probably why Seth won the belt, because he doesn't look like Becky's going to change. And I think Charlotte, does, does it really matter which brand you put Andrade on? No, I don't mean that horribly, but he was barely on the show to last week. He wasn't on the show last week, or this evening, uh, last night. So I, I think they've clearly positioned it as Becky is your superstar on Raw, and Charlotte is your superstar on SmackDown, which is fine. 
Seth doesn't need to move if Roman's on SmackDown. And Andrade, unfortunately, at this point, is just kind of floating through his WWE life. Although I hope he does get a big push. Um, so no, I think that I think if you're a couple in WWE, uh, that will hold. Uh, although saying that, I've said that Alistair Black is going to jump, and he is he's married to Zelina Vega, who's Andrade's manager. Interesting. I hope they don't do anything. I mean, wrestling is hard enough without breaking you up from your spouse. I think it's nice that you've met somebody. Nobody should get in the way of that. Uh, Eddie Webb, just a random question. I like it. He said, what are your thoughts on MJF and Orange Cassidy? Uh, well, I think MJF has a ton of potential. I think he's kind of one of the best uh, pure heels we've seen in a while. Reminds me of like a young Chris Jericho, young Randy Orton, that kind of guy. Young Miz that comes along. You're like, well, that guy's an asshole, but in a good way. I think he have a massive upside. And Orange Cassidy, to me, is why wrestling is so brilliant. If you can come up with an idea and you can come up with a character that fans interact with, it doesn't matter if it makes sense or doesn't make sense or people like it, don't like it. If you can get that engagement, you can go all the way to the moon. And I respect Orange Cassidy for coming up with it. Um, and I hope that I hope he finds great success. And anyone that doesn't like it, that's cool. That's your choice. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Uh, Messi in the Super Chat says... Super chat. I wouldn't have minded. Sorry, hand on heart. I don't say super chat twice. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have minded the Hell in the Cell ending so much if it wasn't so sudden and Bray wasn't flat on his back the whole match. Did he even get much offense in? You know, you make a good point. You make a good point. That probably would have balanced it out a little bit better. Um, no, he didn't get that much. He also broke Seth's neck, which wasn't sold at all. Don't do that move. That should be a finisher, really. I think I prefer that to the mandible claw now I think about it. But no, you're right. It was. Um, it was a very Seth Rollins... Fo- it was a Seth Rollins match. It was a Seth Rollins-focused match and Bray Wyatt just happened to be in it, which is a real shame because I, I really did. Like, call me a loser, call me whatever. I actually popped. I was watching it in a hotel room. Again, you can go watch... In fact, yeah, definitely go check out Ups and Downs for Hell in the Cell. You know, you get a few more opinions there. Over on What Culture Wrestling, make sure you subscribe. Um, yeah, I popped in my hotel room when he started kicking out at one. I know there were too many curb stomps, like I really do. But when he started kicking out at one, I was like, this is different, this is special, and Bray Wyatt's so scary, he's got powers. I loved it. And then it, again, I, I think we would have got past all the other foibles if he had just won, like I say, but we didn't. And that's when you start going, oh, and then they did this and then they did that. And they raised the cage and then medical professionals are out there. I honestly didn't even mention on that episode of Ups and Downs that Bray Wyatt had stuck his fingers in Seth Rollins' throat and made him bleed because I forgot. I wasn't even thinking about it. It was irrelevant to me at that stage of proceedings. It was all like, who cares? Who cares? Like we are, we're too far gone for me to care about where this storyline is going because we had this 90 degree shift that I wasn't expecting. But you're right, it was a very oddly booked match. I don't, I don't get any of it. Why do we do it? We didn't have to do it. We could have just not have done it and, and, and everything, would have been, uh, everything would have been the same. Let me just make sure I've answered. That's Sean's chat. Yes, we have. Um, we answered that about Seth, uh, Seth and Becky. But hey, look, we're here now. Onwards we go. It certainly sounds like in Saudi Arabia of all places, we're doing Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. And uh, who else are we doing? Oh, Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman, of course, which is going to be uh, very interesting. Shout out to Anthony Taggle in the super chat. It says, have to get to work. Love you, Simon. Have yourself a great day. Love the people that watch this show. Thank you so much, Anthony. You have a great day too. I hope work goes all right. And thank you for the support as always. Like I say, I can't do these things if it isn't for support like people like you. So thank you very much. Uh, and under FB Goo, always supporting the chat, says, Jimmy versus Darby and Moxley versus Spears. Thank goodness for AEW. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit, they've announced Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen, and the winner gets a world title match the following week. And this is actually quite a good comparison. 
big backlash to that. I saw loads of people tweeting Cody Rhodes going, you said wins and losses matter, blah, 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 blah. And he came back and said, yes, but also quality of wins matter. And he had a step-by-step process for why he feels it's justified to have that match and have the world title match in Philadelphia, I think, against Chris Jericho. I love that. A, responding to the fans. B, even if said fans don't agree, Cody Rhodes has thought it out. And that's all you need in wrestling. You just need somebody, especially somebody in power or related to the company, to justify it. And you go, okay, they, they, they've justified it. So, um, yeah, I, I really like that. Uh, you know, I'm a bit biased because I know I don't know Jimmy Havoc, but I've worked on similar shows as him, and he's a lovely dude. If I got to see Chris Jericho versus Jimmy Havoc on a, a Dynamite show, it would be a bit of a surreal moment for me, probably probably more so for him. Uh, but I think Darby Allen will probably win. I think there's a, a, a an idea in place. Um, but yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah, Moxie versus Spears, that's going to go down too. A lot of people will enjoy that. It'll be interesting, the second episode of Dynamite. Like the first one sometimes is a free hit, a free goal, whereas the second one, you need to come up with some ways to keep people locked in it is crazy i don't think we have we done a show since the rock was on smackdown i don't think we have because they had a crazy weekend i mean well like 4.4 million people were watching when the rock was on tv i mean it's no big surprise the rock is a huge huge deal you know he's the biggest grossing movie star in the world but it's just madness to me that we can go for i thought smackdown was an awesome wrestling show i really i had a great time um i thought the set looked amazing i felt like it, it felt big league to me right it felt like a real special event and to go from that and the fun of The Rock and the Kevin Owens stuff, which I enjoyed, and uh, how did we go off air? Of course, Kane, you know, Kane Velasquez, I'm a big MMA guy, right? I'm a big UFC guy. So, And also, I understand the business decision. So even if I wasn't into Kane and Brock, I understand the business decision. You're on Fox. Fox was synonymous with UFC for so long, you're probably going to attract some extra people. So I was all good with that. And then 48 hours later, it's all falling apart again. I don't, I don't understand how we get here. Dan Lemley in the Super Chat just says... Just spreading some love. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Dan. That's really, really kind of you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your super chattage. And I just appreciate the kind words. I'll give you a bow. Thanks so much. And MJP Noble says in the super chat, they should have done King Corbin versus the Gypsy King. Plus, they always say Baron is a golden glove boxer. Plus, Baron is a heel. So it just works better to me. I see what you mean. But I think they hold Braun Strowman in higher regard than they do Baron Corbin. Uh, and Baron Corbin had done the stuff with The Rock, so you couldn't have done both of those on the same show. And I think they want monster versus monster. Don't forget, it's a Saudi Arabia thing, so Saudi Arabia is probably booking this uh, this card. But yeah, they, they probably wanted monster versus monster. I don't mind Braun versus Tyson Fury. I think so far, everything they've done with those two is actually quite enjoyable. It's quite entertaining. I've seen worse ends to Raw, and I'm fascinated by the matchup. I can't believe that Tyson Fury is going to be as involved as he is. I'm not saying it's going to be any good, but I like it as an angle. And I get, I get it from a business point of view. It's going to get you mainstream attention. It's on the BBC right now. If you go to bbc.co.uk or .com or wherever you're based in the world, not necessarily, but certainly over here in the UK where Tyson Fury is a, a major star, for better or worse, they've run a story on it. And that, they, that was probably what, exactly what WWE was intending. So... I know what you mean, though. And Baron Corbin would have been good. I think the problem with Baron Corbin is you, Braun Strowman creates more of a, oh, well, what's going to happen kind of a deal. With Baron Corbin, I'd be like, well, Tyson Fury is just going to punch him in the face, and that will be that. Just Tired, still the best Super Chat name, uh, in the Super Chat says, which male and female wrestlers from NXT and NXT UK would you bring to the main roster in the upcoming draft? I don't expect to see any NXT people, or at least minimal move to the main roster because NXT is now a show of its own a brand of its own if anything it needs depth it needs it needs people you don't want to you don't want to shift anybody there I mean you could shift Matt, Matt Riddle to the main roster you could shift Adam Cole but I, I I think they don't 
bolster up Raw or SmackDown as much as they leave a gaping hole on Wednesday nights. So, no, I, I don't know what we're going to... The only sort of surefire hits I have for the draft, I'll be wrong now, of course, Seth on Raw, Becky on Raw, Charlotte on SmackDown, Roman on SmackDown. I think Braun will stay on Raw. I think AJ Styles could move to SmackDown. Don't know, just an idea. Not necessarily going to happen. Although he's still the US champion, so maybe that wouldn't happen. Uh, but outside of that, I don't know. I think they are the big ones. And I think that's another reason, going back to the title of this, uh, of this episode, another reason why Rollins potentially won. Because WWE feels like they've hit reset recently. We've gone back to the start of creative. And the four people they wanted to have the belts were Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. And we've done that. Cinex uh, or Cinex maybe in the super chat. What do you think of Tommaso Ciampa? Well, Tommaso Ciampa's my guy. Bald-headed guy. The other day he was tweeting out why. I mean, nothing to do with me, but I pretend that it is. I love Ciampa. I think it's incredible. He's been able to come back from his uh, neck surgery or neck injury so quickly. I think he's really good at what he does. I think he's one of the best heels in all of wrestling, although he's going to have to come back face because his story is too good. You can turn him heel eventually, though. And I think he'll be a massive asset to NXT, and it's probably exactly what they need right now. Uh, underrated before, exactly where he should be right now. Well, he could be bigger, but you take my point. Mr. Slump, another amazing name, in the Super Chat said, Bobby Lashley must have got a hold of Wu Chu. I appreciate that, Mr. Slump. I should have talked about that earlier. Of course, kayfabe news. Uh, search for that when we're done here. Have a little look for Kayfabe News. Give it a subscribe. Basically, satirical satirical, satirical wrestling news uh, presented by me in association with Kayfabe News, who I'm sure you know and, uh, and sort of uh, edited and more than that, though, produced, directed, whatever, by my man Phil Chambers. So, um, yeah, make sure you go check that out. Give it a subscribe. It's doing all right at the moment. So the more love it can get, the, the, the more we can definitely do. Frequently Fly in the Super Chat says, does the Intercontinental title still exist? Do you know what? I can't for the life of me. I don't know who the Intercontinental Champion is. It will come to me in a second. Shinsuke Nakamura. Thank you, Brain. That took me, what, five seconds to work out? That is no good. Talking to Bizarre Champions, too. I mean, if I was in WWE right now, I'd be begging to be a heel. The Kabuki Warriors, Kairi Sane and Asuka. Two for two. Two for two. Won the belts. Then they go to Raw and beat Becky and Charlotte by spitting mist in Becky's face. Doesn't matter, though. A win is a win. How crazy is that? How absolutely nuts is that? Like, I don't know why they're heels either. I was kind of in two worlds about this. I mean, look, in terms of storytelling and in terms of what WWE is, we should absolutely be coming up with angles and presentations and threads to explain when there is a, a change of personality by someone. But I was also like, well, if I was Kyrie and Oscar and I never got any TV time and I was jobbed out, maybe one day I would come out and start cheating. Oh, there's someone at my door. I'll just leave it rolling. Give me one sec. Actually, no, let me do the thing. I'll be back in two. I don't know who this is. It's a package. I have no idea what's in that package. How strange is that? Also, oh, I was talking about Kyra and Oscar. Yeah, like, maybe I would just start being a dick because I'd be like, well, maybe we'll get somewhere. And it worked. This goes ties into my thing about Shinsuke Nakamura earlier and turning heel and Bray Wyatt. Like, the coolest thing about their turn, even though it is not justified in any stretch of the imagination, is they've done it. They've just beaten two of the biggest people in all of WWE and they're champions. The mist thing's a bit problematic, though, isn't it? Let's not get into it, but it definitely is. Eddie Webb in the Super Chat says, isn't the AEW dark not the best idea ever? Eddie, I love you, but that's a double negative. I'm not sure if you're saying it is the best idea ever or it's not the best idea ever. I like AEW dark. I think it's cool. And as a little uh, spoiler, 
uh, we're actually going to see how an AEW Dark Ups and Downs does over on What Culture on Wednesday at the 2 p.m. time slot, which obviously is where we used to do SmackDown. Let's see how it does. If it does well, we'll keep doing it. And if it's not, that's cool. That's how, uh, that's how we figure things out. So, yeah. Uh, I like the idea. I understand that the, I understand the, um, the, I can't think of the right word. I mean, they're not dark matches, right? And you're calling it AEW dark, but who cares? I appreciate the idea. I appreciate the effort. And it means I get to see Luchasaurus. And as we know, Luchasaurus is the greatest, uh, the greatest thing of, of all time. Right. If you've got anything else to say about Seth or Bray, definitely let me know in the, uh, in the chat. Like I say, all super chats will definitely be answered. Definitely. You can say whatever you want in the super chat and I will hundred percent, a hundred percent, uh, read it out. We've kind of gone through Raw. I don't know what else there is to say about it. I thought it was, okay, it was an okay show. Um, not much happened. You know, the Tyson, the, I think the Tyson Fury stuff and Braun Strowman stuff is good. I'm a bit worried we're going to do Becky versus Charlotte Survivor Series based on that Miz TV. Like the match with the Kabuki Warriors. Like the Viking Raiders versus Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler because it makes sense from, uh, from a booking perspective, right? It makes sense from that. You know, they, they've been doing well. Then they take the champions on. Non-title, they win. We move on. AJ Styles and the OC versus the Lucha House Party was fine. Rey Mysterio promo was awesome. He absolutely took something on paper that should make him look weak and turned it into making him look really strong and like a really good dude. So, yeah, all in all, it was, it was, an, it was a rehab episode of Raw. Let's not pretend otherwise. It's like, how do we get through three hours without talking about the thing that everybody wants to talk about? And they did it. Well, they did it from one point of view. We're still here talking about it now, uh, 48 hours later. So let's go check the news. As I do, go and get it up again. If you could smash that subscribe button right now, I would really appreciate it. Um, that's what the lifeblood of the channel, the more subscribers we can get, the more views we do. I and mean, that's how it works, right? Search is good. So yeah, please do subscribe. It costs nothing as well. Uh, we talked about Bray Wyatt appearing afterwards and beating up Cesaro. I don't think that ties into anything. I think it's just going to be... It's just for the live fans and good for WWE for doing that. We are apparently going to get uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode versus the Viking Raiders next week for the Raw Tag Team Championships. How we can confirm that, I don't know. I mean, I guess technically the draft goes over two nights. It's Friday and Monday. Still a bit weird. Like We probably shouldn't be booking stuff like that if we're about to shake up the rosters or trying to give people that uh, that intention. Um, this is interesting. I haven't read this. Mick Foley defends Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Uh, where I don't care about that. Here we go. So maybe a Hell in a Cell match shouldn't end in a DQ, but I do love the new layers of the match added to the Fiend character. Interesting. And Corey Graves said, it's almost like someone is going to hit the reset button if only there was a reason. Oh, wait. And I hate stuff like that. I hate cryptic tweets like that. Like, it's okay if you think it was good, and it's okay if you think it was bad. That's fine. It doesn't make you a bad... I know some people go too far, like I say, but whatever. You're allowed to have an opinion. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, and we've talked about the uh, the Bray Wyatt. And, uh, well, the other thing we should talk about, of course, as well, is that Sasha Banks uh, apparently is not wasn't on Raw because she wasn't cleared to wrestle. I did listen to the Wrestling Observer earlier, which I always like to do on a Wednesday, once ups and downs, a Tuesday, once ups and downs is done. And even Dave Meltzer said he wasn't sure what the situation was, but he's going to try and find out. And Bray Wyatt wasn't medically cleared either, but that must be a little thing, like a concussion or something, because he came, well, not the concussion's a big thing. I don't know what it was, but he obviously came out and did that segment at the end. So uh, we will see about that. But obviously, best wishes to to uh, to Sasha Banks. Hope everything's okay, especially because at the moment she's been absolutely smashing it. I think her, all her matches with Becky Lynch have been great, and I'm excited to 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 see more. NWA Power airs later as well, which is cool. It's going to be a studio show, and if you've never watched the studio show uh, of wrestling, it's actually, it will feel 
it will feel different. So you should absolutely check that out uh, if you want to. There's a lot of resting. You don't have to. Other than that, I think that's about it. I think, like I say, the uh, the airwaves, as I'm just scanning through websites now, have been absolutely dominated by um, yeah by everything that happened at the pay per view. There is some rumors as well that people backstage in WWE know that it's uh, it was a disaster. But how can you not? How can you not know it was a disaster after that reaction? Like your fans are a good barometer. It's social media is a good barometer to a point, but sometimes the negative voices can can be louder. I don't know, man. I don't know. We will see what happens. We'll see where we go from here. Pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy all around. Uh, as we do wrap up again, any last minute questions, any last minute super chats, absolutely throw them in there, in there now. Uh, for some people asking about ups and downs, it's, uh, there was a technical issue earlier, hence why the podcast started late as well. My audio died. So essentially what you will see when it does go live is my second attempt and second attempts are never as good as the first but i tried and i had to rush but that's life what can we do that's twice this week i've been uh, i've been dumbfounded or clocked from out of nowhere issues but it's all good it's all good but do make sure yeah when we're done here make sure you head over to what culture wrestling give them a subscribe and keep an eye out for uh for um ups and downs why couldn't i remember them and if you're in sheffield this saturday as well i should say I always forget to do this sheffield in a cave make sure you go check out breed wrestling on social media or their website whatever i'm going to be in a scramble match resting in a cave for breed wrestling so if you live around sheffield or you can get to sheffield and you'd like to see me wrestle please do thank you to everyone that came to southampton on saturday for kapow and everyone who came out on sunday in edinburgh all places for di- for uh, discovery wrestling I had a really, really good time. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the people that booed me on Sunday. You'll no idea how much I got a kick out of that, but don't worry about it. And I will definitely continue to throw out more dates as and when uh, works. Other than that, though, I think that's it. I mean, again, when these incidents happen, there's not much else to, to, to actually get to. Which maybe was WWE's genius in many ways. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think this was intentional at all. But it just dominated wrestling news for the last, uh, you know, since Sunday, since it happened. You know, when I woke up, I I never check social media before I watch a pay-per-view or a show because sometimes you get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, But it can influence your opinion, even if it's subconscious. So I make sure I stay away from all of that. But I, I forgot on Sunday and I was just, oh my, I could not believe. When I woke up on Monday, I could, I had so many notifications and I was like, oh, Something's happened. <laughs> and my word, and my word had it. Uh, shout out to Dane Berryman in the Super Chat. He said, are you excited for NWA? I mean, I am because I like the presentation. Again, I like the fact it's a studio show. When I do watch it, it'll make me feel like a kid again. But I'm probably kidding myself to say I'm going to be able to watch it every single week because there's just so much wrestling on now, which is both a blessing and a curse. But the, I think the cool thing about it is you get to choose. Uh, make sure you don't burn yourself out. Uh, that is uh, sort of on the person watching. And we'll see where we get to the end of the year. But I hope MLW does well. I hope NWA does well. WWE, AEW, uh, Impact, anyone that I may have forgotten. Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that I just I just want wrestling to do well. The better wrestling does, the more, you know, the better usually it does for the wrestlers. And most companies will get under the other's skin to the point we get better creative product. So yeah, and NWA's got a good roster. If you go check out the NWA roster, it's pretty damn good. So I'm sure they could uh, Nick Aldis on top. I like Nick Aldis again, another UK guy. Met him at all in which is over a year ago now. My word, where did that go? Good guy, good guy, good guy all around. Uh, right, on that note, let's start bringing it to a close. Again, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Even if you check out the page and see if any of the rewards on there are interesting to you, or you could just throw a dollar in the mix. It really does help. It allows me to turn down other work so I can do stuff on my own channel like podcasts 
and whatever else that we get up to. So I do appreciate everyone that is a patron. Thank you so much. And of course, if you check it out, you can come on the podcast and we'll have a little chat about wrestling together. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Please do that. Again, life, blah, blah, blah. I've mentioned it a hundred times now. Like the video, subscribe. At Simon316 on Twitter. At Simon316 on Instagram. Go to uh, What Culture Wrestling Now and keep an eye out for ups and downs. Not sure when it's going to go live. I gave it to them very late because I'm an asshole, or even that wasn't my fault. I still am. Uh, somebody asked if the stream stays up. All the streams stay up. You can go to my channel right now. It's inundated with streams because I love streaming too much. I should probably try and balance it out better, but hey, we, uh, we, we'll, we, we'll, 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 see. we'll just take it day by day. That's what we'll do. We'll take it day by day. But ultimately... Have great days. Enjoy yourself. Um, you know, we'll see what happens on SmackDown on Saturday. We'll see what happens on AEW on Wednesday. And tomorrow, if you do miss that 2 p.m. time slot, we'll do ups and downs for AEW Dark. And we'll see on how we'll see how that is. Maybe it's rubbish. That is absolute pants. As for Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt, we will know more next week. You can't keep Bray Wyatt off TV for two weeks, I don't believe. Same with Seth Rollins. He's a universal champion, especially given the feud with Brock Lesnar, my word would you be stepping on tainted ground. But let me know. Let me know. What do you do with Seth? What do you do with Bray? Where do we go here? Who does the Fiend fight? Do we do a rematch and we just rehab all of this? Do we separate them? Do we learn from this and realize that we don't have a finish and we don't have a way out? That it's not a good idea to put ourselves in these situations? I don't know. Come and tell me. Uh, there's a bunch of ways you can contact me. I'm always interested. I always love the engagement. I always love the interaction. Even the people that just insult me. I love it. As long as I'm making you care, I do not give a shit. Right. Thank you so much for spending this last hour with me. I always really appreciate it. And keep an eye out. If you see that live thing and you can give me a click and even come watch for 10 minutes, that's awesome as well. Let me get my end button. This was a good one. I enjoyed this. I'll speak to you later. Yeah.